This is Paul. Happy American Independence Day, Paul. Woo, yes, we are recording this on July 4th, 2018. And Aaron, happy, happy, happy anniversary. Oh, God, is it nine years? It is nine years since we recorded our first, well, actually, yesterday was our anniversary. Since we recorded our, uh, our first funny books, we recorded on July 3rd. 2009. You know, my, my wife has stopped asking when we're going to stop doing this. <laughs> <laughs> I have too. <laughs> uh, she uh, she used to ask frequently, when are y'all going to stop doing that? <laughs> uh, eventually. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Nine years since uh, since we started uh, since we started recording funny books. I feel like, you know, there should be an anniversary comic out there showing us in all of our various costumes and our courtship over the last nine years. I feel like there should be. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. Some type of Snapchat, not Snapchat, whatever those albums are. (laughs) I don't know what you're talking about. You you know, those photo albums that you can make online. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I'm with you now. Yeah. Yeah. See? (laughs) Suddenly, I, I thought you were going to some sort of grinder tender sort of thing. And I'm like, no, Paul, no, no, no. Those are, those are for me alone. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So for our nine year anniversary, um, Mm -hmm. and since we somehow stopped counting episodes, since we lost some, when we transitioned to IOMgeek.com, uh, we are going to give you an extra, extra, extra short episode of funny books. Uh, because, because, because if nine years has taught us anything, it's that less is more. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and that we get sick of each other rather quickly. Um, and right. don't invite right. Wayne right. and Tim. I think that's what nine years has taught us. Yeah, <laughs> screw those guys. <laughs> no, but, the worst. <laughs> uh, but for real, what we have done is we, we because it's uh, July 4th, we um, there was a big, big release at midnight last night that we wanted to talk about really briefly. No real time to get the other guys on the mic. Just a last minute decision to talk about Batman number 50, the wedding issue um, from Tom King, Michael Janin, and uh, plenty of others. But before we get into that, Aaron. Well, Paul. It's all led up to this, right? It has all it's led up to all this. all led up to this. I mean, we've been 50 issues in with Tom King and his Batman Catwoman story. Yeah. And I mean, I mean, there, the, you could not have, have ramped up the fandom to a higher level of excitement than what they were going to get this morning, you know, in the, 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 the much promised, much anticipated wedding of the century Batman and Catwoman, except, except Paul, I had it spoiled for me on Sunday night. Yeah. So, uh, the New York times, uh, I mean, I don't want to blame the New York times. Well, I do want to blame the New York times. I want to blame everybody. Um, so DC comics in conjunction with the New York times released uh, a spoiler as to what was going to happen this issue. Uh, and New York times, um, I, I put some blame on the New York times for dropping the spoiler in the title of the article. Uh-huh. Which, you know, which was the major issue. You know, fans could generally just not click the article, but it was spoiled in the title of the article. Right. Um, but, you know, and, and so everyone is online, you know, crying foul like, DC, why do you do this to us? You suck, DC. I'm not going to buy your issue, blah, blah, blah. And DC's like, hey, hey, hey. Like, just so you know, because of the way mail works, comic stores are getting these comics tomorrow morning and they're going to spoil it for you anyway. We just wanted to do it in a way... That was official and would help drive sales rather than someone taking a picture on a cell phone and dropping it online, which is going to happen tomorrow anyway. So 
a couple of things. Yes. Uh, first off, if you're going to complain in social media about uh, the New York Times spoiling your comic, please don't put an image on your Instagram page that actually spoils the comic while at the same time well, there's that. complaining that it got spoiled. Because that's how I got spoiled is I was toggling through Instagram and I saw it and I'm like, God damn it. Uh, and yeah, you know, I'd like to point out I was courteous when I sent you the note. I just said – the New York Times spoiled the uh, spoiled uh, number 50. I didn't say what the spoiler was. And oh, by the way, if you have remained spoiler free to this point, please note we're about to spoil the book. Yeah. Um, so there's the courtesy that I was not provided in social media. Um, the the spoiler was that after 50, 50 issues of just a very romantic courtship between Batman and Catwoman – uh, and how really, you know, the two of them just have, have a deep abiding connection. Catwoman calls it off. She decides not to bear to marry Batman. Um, and I just I, here's the thing I don't understand. I understand what DC's saying is, hey, we thought we'd spoil it before those those terrible retailers did fucking retailers. They're the worst. Um, <laughs> but I don't know how that drives sales, Paul. You essentially spoiled that in Batman number 50, nothing happens. There's yeah. no change to your status quo. How does that drive a sale? And it doesn't. And I think that's, you know, that that is uh, counterintuitive. And I, I here's I, from DC standpoint, I get why they did it. I do. It would have been spoiled Monday morning regardless. They controlled the spoiler. Totally okay with that. I, I, I honestly don't begrudge. I, I would begrudge them if it wasn't 2018. But we've been through this enough times um, you know, I was thinking about how Marvel spoiled the death of Captain America that morning, um, you know, in, in newspapers, and that caused people to flood to the comic shops when Captain right. America died about 10 years ago. And you know what? Ultimately, I get it. Like, they, they, they were able to do it because that was a Wednesday. And at that point, comic shops didn't get their comics until Wednesday morning or Tuesday night. And, you know, they could they, they would have to pick them up and... Um, you know, they, they, like everyone was just like working at six o'clock in the morning to put comics out. And that's how it was back then. But nowadays comic stores get their comics on Mondays or Tuesdays. And in this situation, it was a Monday. So in order to control the spoilers, DC put it out there. I, I, I don't fault them for that. Uh, what I do fault them for is spoiling the fact that nothing happened. Like you said, um, yeah. it essentially was, you know, th this issue was a non-issue. Um, yeah. In 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 that in yes we've had buildup and on top of the buildup we had like all these tie-in issues leading up to this. Yeah. Yeah. I mean it was a lot of preamble to nothing, and that's the thing that I, I just find so remarkable. And I know that somebody will, will will say, well, the fact that she made the decision not to marry him is something. And you know, given the fact that we started all of this with them apart and we end it with them apart, I don't see how that's anything. Now, don't get me wrong. I have enjoyed the journey with Tom King, um, but I really object to how big they made this thing to then step away from it. Well, and I don't think this is and, you know, even Tom King has gone online to say this isn't the end. Clearly, this isn't the end. We're only halfway through his arc. And if there's one thing that's indicative of Tom King that I've learned is that. These are the chess pieces that he's going to be playing for the next 50 issues. Right. He said he has a 100-issue arc. We are not going to see the resolution of this storyline for another couple of years. Um, yeah. In that, you know, so I, I do think that Catwoman and Batman will eventually be married. And I do think we'll see, you know, how how 
this story ultimately resolves. I wish they had... It's it's a catch-22 on DC's part. And I'm not making excuses for them. But it's a catch-22 in that you can't not build up this issue because then people will know they're not getting married. <laughs> but if you build this <laughs> issue up too much, then people will assume they are getting married. And when they don't, it pisses. it, it feels like a betrayal of of the confidence of the fans. And, you know, what, what this issue was basically was a celebration of Batman and Catwoman's love, but they did not get married. Um, you know, it's a, it's a rather anticlimactic ending and it's revealed that, uh, you know, the, the bigger spoiler for me, other than Catwoman and Batman not getting married is that Bane has been pulling the strings all along. Right. Um, you know, you see at the end, you see Bane, uh, sitting atop a pile of skulls with somehow Joker still alive. Um, in Arkham, right? In Arkham, yeah, Joker yeah. and the Riddler and um, the uh, the Gotham Girl and um, Har not Harley, um, Holly, Holly Robinson, yeah. and all of these characters that have that have played into the arc thus far and clearly will play into the arc in the future, like Hugo Strange, um, and uh, but. For me, you know, there, there, there's clearly more to it. Like, clearly Bane was behind the, it, you know, inciting the doubt in Catwoman's mind that she left the Batman at the altar. It, it is, had this issue not been so hyped, I would have rather enjoyed it. I think mm -hmm. there is some wonderful art in this issue from all these different guest artists. Yeah, there are two pages, though, that didn't need to be in that book. Which were? Um, the Frank Miller uh, splash page. And because it, it, it's just awful. It is. <laughs> it is just awful. Um, and I, it saddens me to say it, the Tim Sale page. The Tim Sale page is pretty terrible, which is yeah. shocking to me. I love Tim Sale, but that page is god awful. Well, there it's like is no one told him that or maybe they told him and he didn't care. Like, hey, Tim. Well, no, the Paul Pope page is also in panels because everyone else does full page splashes except for right. Tim Sale and Paul Pope. Well, and there's that one panel on the Tim Sale page where Batman's head malforms. Yeah. Where, you know, uh, Catwoman throws her whip around his throat. And I mean, literally, he loses, you know, part of his cranium. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it is it is a terrible uh, drawing. And I mean, Tim Sale has a very stylized approach. And usually I like it like, you know, uh, The Long Halloween is yeah. an amazing book. But this page was terrible. It terrible. Was. Yeah. But other than that, I art... almost disliked it more than the Frank Miller page, and that's really saying something. <laughs> but other than that, the art is is fantastic. And yeah. You know, oh no, absolutely. For... And some of the some of those splash pages are just gorgeous. Oh yeah. And for me, this yeah. book was worth the price of admission for the scenes between Bruce and Alfred. Oh my God, the there is the setup in the book has. Uh, Batman suggests, "Hey, let's just get married, you know, tomorrow. Let's get married at dawn. I'll get a I'll get a a judge and uh, we can each bring a witness." And so Catwoman chooses Holly Robinson and you know breaks her out of Arkham for the wedding. Bru you know, and the big question of the book is who's Bruce going to choose? Is he going to choose Damien? Will it be Dick? Who's he going to be? And I felt from the jump that it was going to be Alfred, and sure enough it was. Yeah. And when uh uh Bruce chooses him. There is this beautiful moment between the two of them, you know, where, where Bruce says, you know, you've been with me all along. You've been you've been with me since the beginning. I can't imagine doing this without you. In fact, I wouldn't do it without you. 
And, you know, Alfred is just so touched and sits down next to him and the two of them embrace. I mean, I just think it's a I think it's a beautiful moment. I mean, I, I it moved me, Paul. It did. It was it yeah. was a f- beautiful scene. Yeah. Uh, the best scene in the book. I mean, it's not a yeah. bad book. I will say this issue is not a bad book. How it ends is very anticlimactic. Yes. Yeah. Regardless of the fact that um, that they don't get married. It, it, there is an anticlimactic aspect to it and that it just kind of ends. <laughs> yeah. The thing I object to in this story is, you know, I feel like, you know, what we have seen with Catman, Catwoman and Batman is that they are better together than apart. Mm-hmm. Things that apparently the woman hasn't learned it. But I think the reader has is that when the two of them are working together, they're, they're, they're virtually unstoppable. And I think that the character should have known that she couldn't just do this in a letter. And that's what she did. She wrote, she wrote, uh, you know, Batman, a, a dear John letter to break up with him. And I, I feel like it would have been very easy to explain away her doubts because her big doubt is that if you make Batman happy, he'll stop being Batman. And, you know, she she could not she felt like she needed to make the heroic sacrifice not to lay down her life, which she wishes that it would be that easy, but to give up her love of, of Batman, of her love of Bruce so that Batman could continue because Batman is such a hero for the world. And I think that there, there's a couple of things there. One, Bruce is in happiness. And I think Bruce has the right to choose that for himself. I don't think it's right for somebody else to choose that sacrifice for him, because while she is certainly sacrificing her relationship for him, she is requiring him to sacrifice his relationship with her. And that wasn't a sacrifice he was prepared to make. Um, And I think that, yeah, he won't. Happiness will change Batman. But that doesn't mean that he stops being Batman. It just means that he becomes a different Batman. And maybe that Batman is better. We have seen Batman work for decades out of fear and anger. It would be nice to see him operate from a different level. Well, and on top of that, you know, she one of the things she cites is the recent Booster Gold arc where, you know, Booster, you know, created a happy Batman and it destroyed Gotham or happy Bruce Wayne and he never became Batman. But I think it's it's short sighted to think that that has any semblance in reality you know right. a bruce who never became batman is a little different than a bruce who chooses to not be batman anymore but has already established you Absolutely. know multiple heroes who are in charge of defending gotham and you know there, i mean there will always be regardless of whether or not bruce is out there wearing the cowl he's still bruce wayne you know he is still morally committed i and i think there is a case to be made that maybe gotham doesn't need batman I mean, I know that that's that's not the story that DC Comics is telling, but I do think that, you know, what we have seen over the years is that Batman ramps up the violence. Batman ramps up the crime because he inspires the crazies out there. Mm-hmm. So it makes you wonder if you if you took Batman off the table, do things calm down in Gotham? I mean, why is Gotham such a pit of uh, of uh, terribleness when Metropolis isn't? Yeah. Well, and what, I think, what, you know, what this conversation is telling me. This conversation that you and I are having, Aaron, uh-huh. is that we are invested in this story. Absolutely. You know, we are invested in not just Batman and, and Tom King's arc, but we're invested in this love story between Catwoman and Batman. And like I said, Tom King has said it is not done. It's nowhere near done. Yeah. Uh, you know, so this is this is a step, a, a stumbling stone or a roadblock 
or speed bump, I should say, on the way to hopefully an eventual conclusion a of happiness. A detour, perhaps. A detour. <laughs> um, you know, and it leads directly into the pages of Catwoman number one, uh, which also came out this week. And you haven't read it yet, uh, but I, I did pick it up because I wanted to see how it dealt with the fallout of this issue. And I will say there are a couple of pages. There's about two pages that deal with the fallout of this issue that are really well done. Other than that, this felt just like a very generic Catwoman book. Uh-huh. So I wasn't really a fan of it. I won't be continuing with the series. Is it, is it written by Tom King? It is not. It's written by, written and drawn by Joel Jones. Gotcha. Um, and again, you know, it's it's not a terrible book. It's just not, you know, it, it's, I don't, it's, I, I'm trying to figure out the right words to say for it. It's just okay. It is yeah. just an okay book. Um, you know, uh, I, I'm, I'm more invested in what's going on in the pages of Batman right now, and I will obviously continue with Batman. I know a lot of people are like, FDC, I'm not going to continue with Batman. But <laughs> Batman number 50, is a, is a it, it is a damn good book. It is just not the book that they advertised. Yeah. Well, it's not, you know, I mean, it, as storytellers do, he told a different story than we expected. Yeah. Um, and and that's fine. I was disappointed because I wanted that story. Um, but, you know, to your earlier point, you know, we're midway through his, you know, giant Batman arc. I would suspect that somewhere down the line we're going to get that because if he doesn't do it, here's the thing. If Tom King doesn't marry them. Another writer will come behind him and do it because the fans really want it. Yeah. You know, so... and, I, 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 and that's an opportunity to sell a, a hell of a lot of books. So I, it's going to happen at some point. At 24 issues of Batman a year, because it's a bi-weekly book. Right. 26 issues, I should say. Right? 26? Yeah, 26 issues of Batman a year. We have two more years um, in the in this arc that Tom King is doing. So, you know, we, we've got some time. Um, mm-hmm. You know, th- this is, like we said, a detour. They're, they're, they're probably playing the long game here. Um, but regardless of how you feel about the, the spoilers... The book, from an artistic standpoint, is worth purchasing alone. Yeah, and it's it's well told. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I I I'm not happy with where we wound up, but I'm frequently not happy with where we are midpoint in many stories. Fair so, uh, uh, you know, I, I I the thing is, is I love these characters. I love the way Tom King's writing them, and I got to tell you, Tom King writes relationships really well. I mean, we are loving the Barda Miracle relationship over in the Mister Miracle books. Yeah, so. I, I just I, – I, you got to have faith in the writer. Tom King is too good of a writer. I do think that, that you know, DC I, – I don't agree with their choice, uh, particularly in not controlling how that was released with the New York Times. Um, I think that I can understand – I don't like it, but I can understand why publishers want to control the, the, the story uh, instead of letting a retailer do it. But I think they've got to figure out a better way to do that. I truly, I do. I mean, I, I think that you you stole the joy uh, of reading this book. You know, I mean, it, it, gone are the days of of, of Uncanny X Men number one thirty seven, where you get to see where you're surprised that Jean Grey dies. Yeah. By the way, spoilers. Uh, <laughs> you know, I mean, I, I was I was religiously reading the X Men back in those days, and it turned off Jean Grey. And I remember just gasping when I read that when I read that page, you know, that, oh, my God, she's legit dead. And then the next month when the book came out and she was still legit dead, (laughs) you know, Uh, but those days are over because of the you know, we have an Internet now. So all our news is immediate. 
Um, so there's there's there there has to be uh, some controlling of that news cycle. I just think they need to negotiate better terms with whoever they're releasing that to, so that it's not just in the headline. Yeah. You know, I mean, just uh, come on, man. Spoilers follow. <laughs> you know. <laughs> Yeah, it, it, but again, I do recommend picking it up. Um, you know, it is a special release. It's a pretty big deal. A couple of big deal books came out this week, like Man of Steel number six, Captain America number one, um, Cosmic Ghost Rider. We'll talk about some of those in our next episode. Um, and next week, in addition to talking about those, you've got a, the new Amazing Spider-Man book is due out. Uh, Amazing Spider-Man number one from Nick Spencer and um ryan otley from invincible and from marvel or from dc comics we have uh the brian michael bendis ivan rice superman number one so lots of big news lots of big stuff to talk about next time on funny books very exciting well paul i want you to go out there and eat yourself a hot dog today because that's what that is why george washington saved the nation for you for hot dogs and to protect my dogs from fireworks that's right (laughs) (laughs) all right thanks everyone have a happy july 4th let us know what you thought of batman number 50 at uh the iom geek hotline which is 972-763-5903 that number once again 972-763-5903 and if we use your voicemail on the air you'll win a coveted valuable ideology of madness surprise but paul there's all other kind of ways that they can reach out to us yeah you can also reach out to us at ideology madness on um twitter or at iom geek on instagram or iom geek on facebook let us know your thoughts give us your feedback and we will uh touch base with you thank you guys for listening we'll see you next time Podcast theme music graciously provided by Mark Andrew Pope. For more information, visit markandrewpope.com. Funny Books with Aaron and Polly is a production of ideologyofmadness.com. No Spider-Man clones were harmed in the production of this podcast. Podcast.